Welcome to HXGN Radio. This is your host, Craig Hill. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast episode titled Where HDS is Taking BIM, brought to you by Hexagon Geosystems. High definition surveying, or 3D laser scanning, is a critical work process that is adding greater value to the discipline of BIM. HDS sensors and software technology provides the ability to rapidly capture as-is conditions and to support a variety of design, construction and operation workflows. With the ability to better understand the full life cycle of a project, professionals are seeing significant time and cost savings and are increasingly turning to HDS to solve complex architectural, engineering and construction problems. In today's podcast, we're talking to Fahim Khan, Vice President of Business Development for High Definition Surveying at Leica Geosystems. Thank you, Fahim, for joining us today. How exactly are professionals incorporating HDS into their BIM processes, Fahim? Uh, Professionals are turning to HDS technology uh, as a way to capture 3D information, uh, the world around them, easily, quickly, and cost-effectively. The technology is quite easy to use today. With a simple push of a button, users are able to capture millimeter-accurate 3D information. Um, And we are witnessing very strong growth rates in the adoption of this technology. And with this growth, we are able to leverage economies of scales in production to further drive down the cost of the technology. And this cost reduction is is further fueling the adoption growth rates. So we see a very nice cycle forming uh, in the use um, and in higher adoption of the technology as BIM professionals find um, additional benefits throughout the life cycle of projects. Speaking of which, I would say BIM professionals are, are today able to leverage um, such accurate 3D complete information in their design processes to leverage the data in the software packages of their choice and to do things like validating their proposed design, checking for clashes, checking for constructability issues, answering questions such as, can I fit the MEP system in this space? or is this concrete pore leveled? Basically address all questions that are tied to geometry. This workflow is translating into significant cost and time savings throughout the reduction, uh, throughout the life cycle of a project and allows our customers, the owners, um, the stakeholders involved uh, to reduce rework, to better manage risk and, and really compress project schedules. So this benefit is really felt from design uh, all the way to um, to commissioning, to demolition, throughout the entire life cycle of, of projects. Other than just time and cost savings, what other benefits are these professionals seeing with HDS in BIM? Sure. Uh, HDS is ultimately supporting better decision-making for various professionals. For instance, uh, professionals can leverage an accurate as-built generated from HDS so to serve the needs of facility managers. And this would be based on reality and not based on design, which is often the case. Uh, Professionals can use HDS to reduce project execution risk in especially difficult renovation projects um, or or start off their design activities uh, with an accurate as-is condition. The benefits are really felt as we leverage the use of accurate 3D information throughout the life cycle of a project, uh, from inception to demolition. And it's something that we emphasize, that this 3D information, this complete 3D point cloud, um, is, a, um, is a fundamental data type that could be leveraged um, from start to end. Can you tell us about a recent project that used HDS in BIM? Uh, sure, Craig. Um, our customers are executing BIM projects on, on really a daily basis today, and they're doing this around the world. Uh, and given that we're in Hong Kong uh, doing this podcast, I thought uh, it's only um, 
it's only right that I talk about a local example. Uh, in fact, the complexity and density of Hong Kong as a city, a city that I grew up in, lends itself as a good place where HDS and BIM deliver significant value to stakeholders. Uh, on to some project examples. Um, one recent example was in the scan and modeling uh, of the Victoria Peak Fire Station. Uh, this project is quite atypical in the way the BIM processes, uh, BIM processes were deployed uh, because this was deployed not for design, not for construction, but for preservation. This historical building is now preserved in its entirety with every single structural member mapped out and archived through a single day of data capture work. Um, we've seen um, um, natural disasters, we've seen certain uh, man-made disasters take place and, and really destroy the environment that we're in or the history that we want to preserve, for instance, in Korea in the, in the destruction of the Nam Dai Moon site. So this preservation activity really allows us to, to preserve our history and allow the future generation to leverage this information for engineering, for knowledge, uh, for cultural reasons. Um, so this was not a typical BIM project that I wanted to touch on, but it was a local example. But really, from such interesting um, historical projects, uh, we see significant adoption of BIM in, in the massive um, construction activity that takes place in Hong Kong today. Uh, from the extension uh, of the cargo terminal uh, to, the, to the development of housing units in Hong Kong, um, as well as the construction of this, uh, the link between China and Hong Kong, the Pearl River, Pearl River Delta Bridge. Um, uh, we see professionals really leveraging the marriage of BIM and HDS every day to do everything from um, infrastructure BIM um, to, to building project-related BIM deployment. So it's very exciting. Moving beyond BIM, SIM, or Construction Information Modeling, mainly affecting the building of infrastructure like roads and tunnels, is gaining in popularity. What role is HDS playing there? HDS is deployed for both vertical BIM and horizontal BIM, and really for uh, many of the same reasons that we've discussed, for the same business uh, drivers that our customers are, are serving. Um, clearly, the type of construction, uh, the data model, the workflow, the deliverables that the stakeholders need uh, are all different uh, for the different types of domain. Uh, but HDS has traditionally been a widely used technology to support infrastructure projects. Uh, and we see this growing with the introduction of UAV in the workflows, uh, the use of mobile mapping workflows, uh, the use of um, hybrid um, terrestrial mapping devices, survey devices like the multi-station. We see a merge and convergence of the sensor platform to fuel both horizontal projects as well as vertical projects. And the difference really lies in the different um, data model and the deliverables that our customers are expecting uh, as an output. But the technologies that we deploy and the reasons to deploy them are largely the same. Where do you see the future of HDS in BIM going? Uh, this is a very exciting topic, um, and the future is, is full of um, further innovation, um, full of further integration, uh, full of automation. Um, but I'll touch on a couple of things that we're working on at the moment to, to drive this future, to support this future. Uh, I think our customers tell us, and, um, and our customers are, are right in telling us, that they're dealing with a, a fairly complex uh, operating environment. Um, uh, to execute BIM projects, uh, they're typically using multiple workflows, multiple software packages. Um, so interoperability between HDS workflows and the BIM workflows that our customers use is of um, um, tremendous importance. Um, so what we've done to address this, um, we've um, developed a, a software architecture that allows our uh, uh, the 
the data that we capture, the, the, the technology that we provide to be interfaced with all major BIM packages natively. So from the push of a button uh, on a hardware product to capture the sensor information into a database, uh, the analysis then can take place in the BIM package of choice of our customers. So we have plugins and, and interfaces uh, into Revit, um, into, into all the major packages in the market. And that's one aspect. Um, at the same time, we see uh, the projects becoming um, ever, ever bigger than before. Um, so scalability is becoming a, a big requirement. Um, I, one way to look at scalability is to look at the performance of hardware products. Um, the first laser scanners would measure 800 points a second, and the laser scanners that we produce today measure 1 million points a second. Uh, and so that is generating a tremendously larger data volume per day. It's basically gigabytes per day. And our customers are working on larger and larger projects. Uh, and they shouldn't be penalized uh, in the use of, um, uh, they shouldn't be penalized to use, um, uh, to, to scale down their project size because software can't handle this uh, or because the hardware is too fast. We, we, we address the scalability problem by allowing our technology to perform based on the industrial needs that our client has. So, for instance, um, the latest introduction um, in our software lineup is a product called Jetstream. Here we compress our software, we compress the point cloud through our software technology by a ratio of around uh, 80%. So the files are uh, smaller and these files can then be streamed to the different design packages that our customers use more effectively. Uh, and they can also be scaled to address um, the size of a little um, a building all the way to an entire city um, because of the architecture and the algorithms behind it. So scalability is, is a fundamental, important topic to us. Our customers should not be penalized for working on big projects. Uh, the next area of innovation that we try to address um, is in the area of speed. It's not just speed of data capture, but it's speed of getting the answer or getting the solution that our customers need. So if the if the workflow calls for a concrete pour flatness uh, analysis, then we should be able to press a button and get the deviation map produced quite quickly. Um, so um, I would point out an example, um, the multi-station uh, technology that we in innovated that we introduced to the market um, has a new application uh, which allows you to do onboard in-field real-time inspection mapping. This technology truly allows our customers to have the right solution at the right location very, very quickly. Um, so, so it's really around the area of interoperability, scalability, speed, speed in which we get the solution and the solution at the right place at the right time. This is an area that we try to bridge the world of reality capture, the world of HDS with BIM going forward. And that's, that's maybe one aspect of it. Um, that's in the construction phase, in the design phase. The other innovation that takes place, and it's already taking place, is in the use of this point cloud throughout the operating life of an asset. There we have some very nice integration into asset management solutions, uh, and, and we see that adoption growing. Um, ultimately, these infrastructure take maybe three years to build. The last 40 years in our life, in, in, in the case of Hong Kong, maybe 40, maybe 30, but in other countries, maybe two decades, uh, sorry, 200 years. Uh, so, so we see this importance of leveraging that information, that as-built data, keeping it updated and keeping it going for the, for the assets that are deployed using BIM workflows and using HDS to keep it current. I think these are some of the elements that we see the bridge between the two worlds coming together. We appreciate your time today, Fahim, and thank you for being our guest. Tune in to more episodes of HXGN Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud, or visit hxgnnews.com for more stories of Hexagon's global network of brands.
Thanks for listening.